Follow us on Facebook at Off Script with Super E Podcast. Also follow us on Twitter at Off Script Pod underscore one. Off Script with Super E recommends listener discretion as these real but sometimes uncensored stories can be filled with mature content. Hello everybody, Jay here, back with another Off Script with Super E. Um chatting it up with my good buddy A-Train and other good buddy Super East. Uh, A-Train, say something. Hey, everybody. It's good to good to talk to you guys. You still, <laughs> you still down in the keys there, Jay? Well, you wouldn't know it because you quarantined me into a room to where it's quiet and it's, yeah, I don't feel like I'm in the keys. Well, you know. Engineer, uh, engineer A-Train slash producer Slash, you're not going to have any more fun than I am. Get your ass in a secluded room. But well, yeah, it, dep- I'm in the keys. it depends. It depends on if you want to be heard or not. Right. <laughs> right. Well, you know, along <laughs> that's a nice segue there, A Train, because they don't want to hear from me. Our listeners want to hear from Super E. Super E, you ready to tell us a tale? Yes. And Jay, I'm going to tell a tale when you, uh, it was from, it's a tale about what you asked me, where apparently a listener asked you about some of the craziest stories. Uh, some of my, uh, prostitute informants told me they had to do, and I'm going to tell you a crazy tale. It's very short, but she was working the hot dog stand and this informant, very pretty. She would garner a lot of attention when she was walking up and down the hot, st- hot dog stand, making quite a bit of money. And all that money, unfortunately, went to drugs. But she was telling me about some of her scarier incidents and some of her creepier incidents. And one of the creepiest incidents she ever told me about. And this is this kind of stuff goes on there. This is what the people don't understand. She's walking down the hot dog stand. And she said, some creepy dude stops her. She jumps in the car with him. Again, they're making that leap of faith. She's looking at this guy. You know, he looks like your typical creep serial killer, serial killer type, you know, thick black rim glasses and greasy hair. She jumps in the car with him and they're just making small talk. You know, she's because they have to fill out or try to determine, is this a police officer or not? I don't care how dopey and greasy looking he looks. He still might be a police officer. So she gets comfortable. This not this dude's not a police officer. And they're driving up towards that, a park that was like about a mile north. Uh, A-Train knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. And so now they're talking about what he wants and what he's going to pay for. And here's what he told her. He goes, he hands her a script. They're in the park. He hands her a script. He goes, you're going to have to read the script. And if you do what it says to in the script, I'll give you $50. Wow. And she hasn't looked at it yet. But then she noticed him getting out a picnic basket like Yogi Bear. 
getting out a picnic basket and a blanket. She goes, what's this? He goes, having a picnic is part of it. And she's kind of, okay. So it's a nice, sunny, warm summer day. They go into the park. Now, there's not a lot of people there because it's about 830 in the morning. Because remember, drug addicts, you know, their body says, hey, I need drugs early in the morning. So the prostitutes are out early. So there's not too many people in the park. So they're walking down the, they're walking up and walking down a hill in the park. And he's carrying the picnic stuff. And she starts reading this script. And it's, the script is very clear. He says, you have to read this verbatim. So she she's starting to peruse it as he's laying down the blanket. He opens up the picnic baskets and puts out some plates, some little silverware, and some little teacups. And then he goes, read the script, and you have to read it out loud. And she starts looking at it, and she's like, oh, my God, I hope this doesn't end with me being murdered. She starts reading it and goes, oh, daddy, daddy, I love it that you're bringing me out here on the picnic. And then he has it memorized. Yes, my lovely daughter, we Uh, will enjoy having this picnic. Yes, daddy, I appreciate it so much. I love the little cups and the saucers and the finger sandwiches. And then she said she had to read this part. And she's like, oh, my God, this 50 bucks better be worth it. Oh, daddy, daddy, I have to pee. I have to pee. And then in parentheses, it said, grab your crotch like you're holding your pee in and act it out. And she's like, oh, my God. So she does that. I got to pee. And she's holding her crotch like she's holding back the pee. It said, stand up, spread your legs apart. And then he slid under in between her legs and she had to pull down her pants and pee in his mouth. Uh, Oh, dear God. Yes, this was happening in a public park. This is what this guy... Uh, A-Train? He he thought this in advance. A-Train? Yes, Jay? What what would we call this guy? I don't know. Well, (laughs) I mean, okay, Besides pervert, on and on and on, <laughs> sicko, um, would he have a condition? Uh, oh, he's got a condition, all right. Uh, <laughs> well, this, this dude needs to, needs to be taken out back and shot, yes. He is what we call a conditioned ejaculate. <laughs> oh, no. Jay, can you explain that to the listeners? Who are eating their mayonnaise sandwich right now? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. So, basically, it's you, for whatever has happened in your life, or via some people, it's their first sexual experience. Some people, it's unfortunately not so good of things, bad things, that kind of wires you, wires into your brain, and your brain is connected directly to um, everything else, and you cannot ejaculate um, if it's not under certain conditions. Well, and well, oh be, my God! No, seriously. I mean, there's people like that. Um, uh, take a friend of mine who shall remain nameless. Uh, it could be a White Castle uniform. It um, <laughs> or, or high knee socks. <laughs> 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. The, the, the knee socks. So, okay, Jay. Struck a nerve. You, you seem very, very knowledgeable about this, this whole conditioned ejaculate thing. Right. So explain so that everybody doesn't think that. That I'm a kook? Correct. <laughs> no. 15 years in sex crimes. Yeah. Sitting countless, n- countless, countless number of hours in an interview room across from, you know, uh, rapist, some serial rapist, some yeah. just opportunistic rapist sitting across from them and researching and, you know, play replaying interviews over in your mind and things like that. You, you have to, as as uh, Super E said, you know, he struck a nerve, right? Yeah. So while you're in said interview room, sometimes it's necessary to strike a nerve with the uh, person sitting across the table from you to elicit the response to get a confession. Got it. Got it. Or or sometimes they confess and they don't realize they are. What they're doing is they're actually uh, the statement they're giving you sometimes syncs up the evidence you already have, if that makes sense. Got it. So, so you're saying, okay, so this is a, <clears throat> this is a very scripted, a very, very particular type of uh, encounter that this guy wants. Yes. So th- this is, unfortunately, you're telling us this is not uncommon. Well, right. And, and it's, and uh, unfortunately it's not the first time this guy has had someone do this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So when I say uncommon, I'm saying uncommon in the sexual predator world. Oh, right. No, absolutely. Yes. I mean, okay. ab- absolutely. And I mean, every, you know, yeah, it is what it is. So. Wow. Yeah. Uh, super. Okay. I don't know if you got this specific with, with your informant, but uh, was this, was it typed out? Yeah, yeah, it was it was literally typed out, like I said, with instructions on what he would say, what she would say, how he would lay on the ground and she'd have to straddle him and urinate into his mouth. Oh my. And she was like, Oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Hey, Frank, um, would that, this be a good time to bring it up to the listeners that we are actually working on a pilot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we need we need auditions for somebody to be that actor. Oh my but, god. Uh, oh my god. So okay, Jay, in in your expertise, I know I know you didn't necessarily work um like child abuse rape cases much but right with this guy with this script uh you know he wants her to portray herself as his daughter or right. a little child are you saying that could this uh do you think he's done something like this before um not necessarily okay this, it could have been something uh that he read about as a as a young youngster uh-huh um that that aroused him one of his early arousals could have been that um it could have been something that he saw in a movie it could have been something you know it, it doesn't necessarily mean that now uh-huh. if let's say for instance there was allegations that he had done this to a, a family member and uh-huh. then fast forward to where we are and then you get a prostitute 
saying this verbatim, if you could put those two things together, then you would have one of those cases I talked about. Right. You know, where, so, you know, it, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that he has done that, 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 yeah. no. That he this he's living out some weird fantasy, right? That maybe he hasn't acted on. This right, is as right. close and, as it can get. And for the for the sake of all of us and our listeners, we're gonna we're gonna say we're gonna say no. He has not. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna guess there's a better than average chance uh, this episode will never see. The light of day. <laughs> it is. It is very, very possible. Dude, no, is, it will see the light of day. This is just a conversation we're having because yeah. Now we kind of segue into where um, I was driving down the street with my other informant, my Fountain Square Demi Moore. Okay. And we're, and we're driving down the street, and we're just talking. And I said, "Okay, are there any limitations that you guys have on the hot dog stand?" Where you're going to say no. She goes, there's some, but, you know, it, w- it would really have to be something alarming that when we need to make that money, that we're not going to do something. I said, okay. So we're driving down the street. I go, see that dude right there? Uh, the big, tall, dorky looking guy. And she goes, yes. I said, would he be somebody? She goes, what do I got to do? Filet show. How much? 30 bucks. She goes, it's on. Then I happened to see another guy and it was, it looked like a midget. I thought he had a wooden leg. I said that midget. And I think he's got a wooden leg. What do I got to do? Give him head. And she's like, I don't know. Okay. Hand job. How much? 50 bucks. It's on. Then we see (laughs) we're driving down. I see this big, fat, sweaty guy. And his shirt doesn't reach all the way down. His gut's hanging out. And he's got all, you know, his stomach hair is dripping with sweat. And then you can see a giant urine stain on his pants. I go, that dude right there has $50 in his hand. What's he want? Sexual intercourse. No. Again, I said hand job. She said long distance, 50 bucks. It's on. And I was like, Damn. This guy was so disgusting, but when they needed dope, you know, they they were going to do some things that they did not want to do. Oh man. Because that's how much that is how that is how powerful the narcotics are to these drug addicts. And you know what that little story right there to me, uh, more so than than pretty woman, you know, we've all seen that movie. That what you just told us kind of humanizes these these girls if that makes sense it's like you know they they're not just they they have to do this for the drugs like you had said but the fact that they look and they still think ick that they humanizes them does that make does that make sense am i saying that correctly it does It, it makes it uh just how how sad Yes. It is that they were out there having to do these things because they just can't control the their drug problem. I mean, they're, they're forced to do some fairly unspeakable things just yes. to get that money for the drugs. It's, so, it's sad. One of my informants who wasn't prostituting, 
she was just walking down the street and she was like, you know, cars are going by her trying to, she's like, nope, I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in that. But then she, she realized she, it was too far for her, started raining. And some guys just offered a ride. He said he didn't want anything, just wanted to give her a ride. Like you said, he was a, he was a sexual predator. And he was so nice at first. Hey, you know, I'm giving you a ride, get you out of the rain kind of thing. And so she felt comfortable and she's had years of experience, you know, trying to read body language. Guy completely fooled her. Next thing you know, she's got a gun put to her head mm-hmm. and he goes, he goes into this business that was all right, right off the hot dog stand. And he knew how to get inside this business. It was like, you know, like midnight. So the place was closed, but he somehow got into it. He, uh, threatened to kill her and her family if she told anything. And then, uh, I don't know if we've talked about this before. He makes her perform fellatio on him with a gun to her head. And she was smart enough to realize I'm going to get his DNA without him knowing it. And that's eventually he let her go. We figured out we got in, you know, how he was a delivery man. And that's how he got into the business, but he ended up being arrested. Have we talked about that one before? I no. I don't think so, but I'm I'm yeah I'm I'm interested in that one. Do what? When was that? This was uh, this was about 2006 or seven. All I know is I was watching Monday Night Football, and uh, Peyton Manning was on fire. I get a call, and she's. Complete, you know, she's hysterical. She screams, I've been raped. And um, I just got up. I said, where are you at? I got up. I told my, this was my first wife. I said, hey, you know, D's been raped. And uh, I went and she didn't want, she didn't want to talk to the police, didn't want to talk to the police. I said, you have to, because he is going to do this to somebody else. Or already he, has. Oh, he already has. He might've killed somebody or he's going to kill somebody. And then luckily, uh, she goes, okay, I'll talk to somebody. And one of your sex crimes guys came out and, uh, we called the, the number to the business and it was like one in the morning, the guy answers and we said, Hey, we've had a victim raped in your building. He came down, let us in, they could do the forensic. And then she gave me the napkin. She's found a napkin on the floor and right before, you know, he ejaculated. She had the napkin in her hand, got a sample of his semen, and so he couldn't see what she had done, hid it in her pocket. And from that um, sample, we were able to identify him because it's like sex crimes investigator figured out this has to be an employee or maybe, a, you know, come down to it. No, it was a delivery man because he had access to that place. He had like a key card or something. And that's how they figured out this was the guy who did it. They showed her pictures and he was like a real extremely tall, six foot six, extremely skinny guy, maybe weighed 150 pounds or 180 pounds, something like that. So he's really skinny. So she was able to remember him. And if I remember correctly, I think he only got like two years in prison for such a horrible crime. That's that's sad, but true. Wow. Yes. Wow. And, and you know what that, Okay. These women already feel like they're not worth anything. And, you know, that made her feel like she was completely worthless. Because yeah, yeah. after that, 
she had a complete mental breakdown from all that, you know, what this guy did to her and how he barely got any time at all. And he was going to be out and he had threatened to kill her and her family. Mm. So wow. that was sad. Wow. Wow. That, that is, uh, that's amazing. She had the presence of mind while that's going on. She's like, I'm going to get some of this guy's deal. Yes. You know, she was extremely, extremely intelligent. Wow. Extremely intelligent person. That's amazing. I had DNA recovered out of a freezer inside of a balloon once. Wow. She, the, yep. the victim saved it. Yep. And, and it was like an actual balloon, not a condom. It was an actual balloon. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. I know. Little tied a little knot at the end. I'm like, well, well all right. Aren't we fancy? No kidding. Wow. Now, this, okay. Did I tell you have we already talked about where the other informant that had to do the the little uh Shakespearean stage play in the park, she also had an <laughs> incident where a guy ran over her. Did I tell you guys about that? Uh-uh. No, but please do. Okay. She's She's having to get drugs. You know, she needs it. It's two o'clock in the morning. She gets in a car with a guy. He's driving around. She does not want to, she does not want to perform the sex act on him. She doesn't want to do it. So sometimes the girls would do this. They would try to get the money and get away. But she knew she had to be smart. She told the guy, uh, yeah, I need the money up front. And then she says, stop, pull over right here. That's my cousin's house. I'm going to go in and see if it's okay if we go in there. I don't want to do it in the street or in your car and get in trouble. Well, where they stopped, it wasn't her cousin's house. It was part of the hustle. Get the money, act like you're going up to the door. Then you run between the houses and vanish. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully a guy drives away. Well, this guy must have been a veteran of uh, picking up prostitutes for sex acts. Whew, I'm glad you finished that sentence with that. <laughs> Me yes. too. <laughs> yes. He is experienced in picking up prostitutes yeah. and how they work. Okay. Okay. So I'm glad you know you don't have to edit that out. No. But so as she was, she tells him, "Yeah, I'm going to go and check with my cousin." And she says that she looked back at him. He just looked at her. She goes, "I think he knows that I know that he knows what I'm about ready to do." But she was going to try it anyway. So she gets out of the car and she starts walking, but she has to walk in front of this car. As she starts walking in front of his car, she heard the car rev. And then so she walks right past it. And right when she got in the middle, she goes, she heard the engine scream. And that's the last thing she heard. About an hour later, she comes to. Oh, yeah. And she realizes she's laying in the street. She tries to get up. And she can't get up. And then she feels her right leg, her ankle is at her ear. He ran over her, completely over her. Mm. Broke her hip and her leg was dislocated from her hip. And it was her ankle is up by her ear. You know, she's not, you know, she wasn't a gymnast or a contortionist. She, She was in agony. And she had to scream for help. And people came out and finally got an ambulance. And she was whisked away to the hospital. 
I get a call, of course. They said, hey, she's almost been, she was almost murdered. So they have me come out there. I go out there. There was still asphalt in her hair, you know, just, just covered in oil. And she was so embarrassed, you know, um, about what happened and everything. It was, it was traumatic, but it still, it still didn't stop the behavior. And that's, that's a tragic thing right there. You know, this episode started out, you know, a, a little lighthearted and it, um, it got a little more serious than some of our episodes, but it's, uh, I think it's important to let the listeners know exactly, you know, what, what these girls are going through. Um, I mean, this, this one girl was almost killed twice. I hope that was informative for listeners. Cause that was, I, that was some interesting stuff. I tell you, if anything, it's going to be an editing nightmare for you. Uh, Adrian. <laughs> You know what? I might just not edit one single thing. Yeah. All right. No. <laughs> this may go into an archive somewhere. And uh... yeah. Oh, no, I, I think know. I think this I think this is a good one. I think we should put yeah. this out. Yeah, okay. I do too. It, I, I think it really paints a picture of of just how desperate these girls are. You know. Agreed. Agreed. So, um. Okay. What? Let's. Uh, Let's close this. One I just, uh, I just, well, yeah, I just want to say before we close to the listeners, uh, don't hold me to a textbook answer as to what a conditioned ejaculate is. That was a little <laughs> off the off the top of my head. So, I I think you gave us a pretty darn good definition. I, yeah, there. I think it's a pretty good one, but uh, you yeah. know, some don't want some nerd to look it up and go, well, actually, that's not correct. Uh, you know, one of those well, Jay, you sounded like a very distinguished Dr. Ruth on that. <laughs> Dr. Ruth. Okay, we're going to close this one out. Thanks a lot for the stories, Supri. Those were great, and thanks for the uh, the sex crimes analysis on that, Jay. That was great. Oh, yeah, you know, I, I think this just kind of goes to show how many stories Super E has stored up in there that one can just roll right into another. Oh, and here's another thing. Oh, yes. and this, you know, I mean, yes. it's just, it's, I, I think as we pointed out in episode one, I would highly recommend listeners to go back and review. I was in the pool. I was in the pools episode one. Yeah. Um, that when, when super E said, until I run out of stories and we both agreed and said, which is never correct. <laughs> so, correct. You know awesome. what the, you know what the young folks would call that, uh, Jay? That's called sustainability. Wow. Yes. Um, and with that big word, Super E, what you got to take us out? I ain't got nothing. I am done. All right. Hey, okay. Trent, take us I'm out. I'm gonna buddy. take us. I'm gonna take us out of here, guys. Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye.